It is Friday like a mug. It is a wedding Friday for Slee. It's a wedding Friday for Travis. We're both going to weddings this weekend. And the Dodgers just, Al, what an unbelievable afternoon of baseball yesterday. And, look, we'll get to the fact that I said what I said yesterday. And, by the way, I still firmly believe everything that I said. I still think it's the right way to go. But let me – I appreciate you lifting the ban, letting me say the word Dodgers instead of L.A. Baseball Club. Thank you. You get it it three times between now and the regular season ending. So (laughs) I won't count the one you just said, but you get three more. I got three more to go. I'm going to save it. As it was happening yesterday, yeah, it was just wild because the Dodgers jump. Oh, there's one. Sorry, the LA Baseball Club jumps out three nothing lead. Max Scherzer, National League Cy Young Award winner. Here we go. Wait, what happened? It's five to three. They're behind. They get down to their last strike. Mm-hmm. Two outs, top of the ninth inning. You're down a run. Mookie gets a hit. Corey Seager gets a hit off the pitcher's leg. His fourth hit of the game. Trey Turner, one of their midseason acquisitions, gets a ground ball base hit. His second or third hit of the night. Which one was it? It was his third hit of the night. That's right. They tied the game. Max Muncy, top of the 10th, two-run home run. As all of that is happening, the Giants give up the lead to the Padres. Only they get the lead back from the Padres. They have the winning runs on base in the top of the 10th inning. They blow it and don't score. And then the it was it felt the the ultimate baseball roller coaster and we're still a week and a half away from the playoffs. It was extraordinary. How stressed and frustrated were you in that 10th inning when Muncie hit that two-run shot? You probably thought to yourself, my entire business plan, my entire presentation that I put together yesterday, that PowerPoint <laughs> 14 slides that I put together for listeners, hardworking individuals driving around Southern California on a day-to-day basis, listening on the podcast, all were sold a bag of you-know-what yesterday. And then I got to listen to you come on this morning and talk about her this afternoon and talk about how exciting it was. It was exciting. Look, first of all, I, I we, we just we, we took a turn in the wrong direction right there. We, we, you, you're now presenting me as something you, you're, you just, you just painted a picture of me that is, I'd rather be right than watch my favorite. You team want the Lakers the to start resting for the following season. <laughs> no, what I want is for the Dodgers to win the world series. And I still believe even after everything that happened yesterday, that's two, by the way, even after everything that happened yesterday, that their best chance is with Walker Bueller at his best. That their best chance is with Julio Urias at his best. And right now, especially Walker Bueller, mm-hmm. he's not. And and Julio Urias is in a position where you've mentioned it a bunch of times. He's over a hundred innings past his previous close to hundred. Yep, close to hundred. We need those guys. If the Dodgers are going to win, they're not going to win it with Max Scherzer being the best pitcher in baseball and Clayton Kershaw giving you five, maybe six quality innings and trying to ham and egg together a couple of other bullpen games. You're going to need those guys at their best. And my, the, let me paint this one more time. Yep. Best case scenario is you win the division without having to pitch those guys. That's perfect. In a, if you could sign me up for that right now, I'll take it. Which the, is fair. To, which is fair to say, um, if that's the strategy you take the rest of the way, which right. Whether it happens or it doesn't, they're not you, winning the division if, if that's the case. You let it happen, right? And if it happens, great. Yep. But the worst case scenario is you pitch Bueller, he pitches poorly again, yep. but you're still in it. 
you pitch Urias again, and maybe they win, maybe they don't, but it's just it's more yeah. innings out of that arm, and there's less time to rest him, and you're still in it. You get to the final weekend of the season, and here we go again. You're still in it. You pitch those guys again, and they're less than their best, and now the listen, playoffs start in three listen. or four days, and yep. you got to go. That's the worst-case scenario. I get it. I get it. You went out there. You made your pitch. Everybody bought in. And <laughs> now everybody. the next day – the phone lines are starting to line up, and you got customer service people calling in and saying, hey, what the hell is this? We, we unplugged I the was phone. told this, and all of a sudden I wake up wake up this morning. Your problem yesterday was this, Trav. Mm. The concept that you have in mind is the right concept. I understand what you're saying. What you're saying is, okay, how many division titles have they won in a row? Let's add another one to that. No, no, no. Winning a division title is not the most important thing. The most important thing is obviously winning a World Series. Correct. The problem yesterday, what was coming out of your mouth, was the fighting for the division is done. Stop worrying about it. It's not going to happen. Stop playing as if you're still going to catch the San Francisco Giants. That's the issue I have. Okay. I, I don't think Dave Roberts is going to walk into Tuesday. This is my personal opinion and not start Walker Bueller. I think he's going to. Unless a scenario that's, that's plays out. Problem. Unless a scenario plays out that um, the Giants sweep and the Dodgers lose two or three, and then we know, okay, hey, this thing is over. And I don't think that's going to happen because the I Giants now got to go to Colorado and play a Rockies team that plays much better at home, number one, and anything can happen at Coors Field, mm-hmm. which we just watched with the Dodgers. They took two games. The two they took... Went 10 innings. They could have easily lost those games. Sure. The one game they lost, that's the one Bueller gives up five runs. They lost 10 to five. Yep. The Dodgers get to play the Arizona Diamondbacks. All I was asking yesterday was, why are you waving in the towel after going 152 games of grinding it out and you're still only two back and there's still a lot of positives to winning the division? All that kind of, you know, in mind and set. Wait till Sunday. Maybe by okay. Sunday the division's already over. I, I, I hear you. And, and I think that's half of what I said. You're leaving off the more important half. I no, did. no, no. I'm, I'm picking and choosing which half to leave off <laughs> based upon the argument that I'm trying to make. I know. Okay. So this is now my presentation. I respect that. <laughs> Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. I wasn't saying quit. What I was saying was let whatever's going to happen happen, but don't pitch Walker Bueller. Let whatever's going to happen, happen, but don't pitch Julio Orias and do not put yourself in a situation where the worst-case scenario becomes the scenario. By deciding to skip Bueller's turn, maybe even twice, you eliminate the worst-case scenario. You're in a less-than-perfect scenario because you've got to play in a wild-card game, probably, but you've eliminated the worst-case scenario, which is we're going into the wild-card with our, two, our second and third most important pitchers pitching poorly, and now we got to go into a series against the Giants if we win the wild card game with one hand tied behind our back. That's gone, okay, in my plan. If you win the division because you do, great, fine, wonderful. I'll take it. It's a better path. But I'm still, I still believe, Al, that they need to get Walker Bueller squared away, that they need to be very cautious about Julio Orias's miles per hour and pitches thrown and innings pitched, that they are – tapering off at a rate that isn't just kind of, huh, that's weird. I said it to you a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. when you were saying to me, hey, Walker Buehler hasn't looked quite right for the last three starts. And my my argument was the Giants won. He looked terrible. I never defended that one. The other two, though, they weren't as bad as it looked. 
I said to you, if he goes out in Colorado and gets clobbered through three innings and mm-hmm. gets chased out, then, yeah, I'll feel differently. Well, that's exactly what happened, only it was four innings instead of three. Now you got to recalibrate. I still believe you need to recalibrate. I still believe you need to make sure that those guys are ready to go when you place the Giant, when you play the Giants in the first round if you can get there. So answer me this question then. Is Julio going to pitch on Sunday? I think he is. You think Bueller will pitch on Tuesday? I do, and I think it's a mistake. Okay. Why do you think then Dave Roberts is going to play it out? Why do you think Dave Roberts and the Dodgers, who yesterday, you know, grinded out a victory the way you laid it out, how kind of there's there's a feel to coming away from yesterday's game that's also important to walking into the postseason. That mm-hmm. there's there is something about getting into the playoffs and not mailing it in. The one one thing you're you can do to mail it, it in. in you, you, the the one thing you can do to mail it in where you're running out a triple A team. That's not my suggestion. My suggestion is Bueller and Urias and whoever you need in the bullpen to get. So right, then, why is Dave Roberts going to use him this weekend? Because he the, thinks it's important, and he thinks it's going to be important on Tuesday, and he values that there's still a chance to win the division. I, I there is I hear value you. in it. I hear there you. Is, there is value in it, and he, in his opinion, as as he looks at it, it's different than mine. His opinion is that's the most important thing is to be that top seed, to be opening at home at Dodger Stadium, to be out of that one-game wild-card situation where we know anything is possible. He's doing whatever he can to get the Dodgers out of that. And I get it. It's not a terrible idea. I just think the other idea is It's just which game plan is better. I think the other one's better. better. I Mm -hmm. think the – I would rather go into a fight Mm -hmm. as healthy as possible – as opposed to I'm already cut and bleeding and I'm panting, and yeah, I'm really close. This fight is really close, but I can take a step back and come back for the fight better than I am right now. Mm-hmm. He's deciding to keep fighting right now, and, no, and I, I think I, that's I, what it is. And here's another part too, Al. Mm-hmm. And, and let me ask you this. Do you think the Dodgers, if, if the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, are they going to do it with their bats or with their arms? That's actually an easy one for me, and I think some people would probably disagree. With this, uh, it's their arms, which falls more into your. I think you're right. Your state of mind. I, I, I think you're right. I agree that if the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, it's because they're going to outpitch the opposition, right? Because they, the they won three two. Because they won three to one, right? First of all, playoff games are typically one and two run affairs. They're mm-hmm. they're typically fairly low scoring. You're not going to get a bunch of ten to eights and nine to sevens. You mean you get one or here and there? It's going to happen, but. Typically, it's pretty low scoring. The Dodger offense has been really feast or famine all year long. They'll score eight runs or three, Mm -hmm. right? But the pitching has been the thing that has been really consistent all year long. The pitching, when we were talking about it, you go into this, even when Trevor Bauer was still a part of this team, that you want to deal with these four guys, these five guys, these three guys in a best of five, a best of seven, and I still think that's their best route. And, and, And under this plan... Your best route is getting less best to use some really bad grammar. I think you're a timeshare salesman. That's what I think. I think you sold everybody a timeshare. That's what I think. <laughs> All right, today's stat hero of the day is Trey Turner. Trey Turner uh, just batting three twenty one, uh, second best in the NL. Oh, by the way, uh, Travis, for the past 40 days, I say if you're going to bring up Scherzer, make sure you bring up Trey Turner. For uh, sure. Stat hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN for 300% back on your first play. 877-710-ESPN. Let's try our first call of this hour on the Dr. Pepper Hotline. Al, let's go to Valencia and Terry. Terry, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Terry? 
How you guys doing? Look, I get it. The one-game playoff, you don't want to chance that. But you've got to have Bueller and you've got to have Urias healthy and ready to go for the postseason or you don't have a chance. Well, Terry, I think there's a chance. I just don't I think there it's was as more. good of a chance. I thought there was more. We both so did I. That's I, why I, I was waiting I was for like, the, the second part of Terry's. And he's coming in with some more firepower. <laughs> he was done. He already hung up. Yeah, he was good. He was good. But I, I agree. I, and I still think that it's the right thing to do. I mm-hmm. really do. I, I think your best chance, and it's not your only chance. Let, let's be really clear about that. That he, the, What Terry said, you know, you don't have a chance. Yeah, you do. If I got Max Scherzer and Clayton Kershaw, I got a chance, mm-hmm. right? Even if even if Walker Bueller continues to struggle, even if Julio Urias's fastball goes from 94 to 92 to 90 to who knows where it stops next, mm-hmm. you still got a chance. Those guys can still find a way to get some guys out. The Dodger bullpen's really good, All so right, you I, have a chance. You just don't have as good of a chance. I know we got to go to break, but let me just throw this in there. We could do it on the other side. What if Julio comes back on Sunday and actually has a good pitches well on Sunday, has more Julio performance. And what if Bueller comes back on Tuesday and pitches well? Is it done, the conversation's over, hey, these guys just had a couple of bad starts, or do you still think, hey, at any point without rest, they could still have issues? We could do that coming back. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. That's a fugazi. Michael Funches is reluctantly watching The Godfather this weekend. Hey, you want to watch one of the all-time great classic films? I guess. That's Michael Funches. <laughs> hey, you want to, go to the, Let's go. want to go to the Rams-Tampa game this weekend? I got great seats, food included, parking included, everything. How long is it going to uh, take? I don't know, man. Three hours. Although, time that's not up? the same as going to the Bucks game. What time do I have to wake game. up? You know that. Funches, you're going to love The Godfather. You're going to come back on Monday if you watch it because we're still not 100% sure you're going to watch it. Um, and you're going what to are, tell what us. What are the odds that I'm going to watch it? Going to watch it? Yeah, what are the odds? What are the odds? 100%. You said you would. I trust you. You're a man of your word. Slee, what, what, are, your, I, what are my odds? 60%. Here's the question. 60%. Does Funches. Okay, because Al, I agree with you. I think he's going to really like it because he likes mob movies. And yeah, he likes mob movies. Classic mob Simple. movies. So I think he's going to like it. What do you think the chances are he likes it so much that he rolls it straight into Godfather 2 at the end of it, which might actually be better than the Godfather? When does your fiance come back? <laughs> uh, she's going out tonight, and then she's coming back tonight, but also she's leaving to San Diego tomorrow too for a baby shower. And she's go. gone like the Double same. Th- yeah, she'll be gone all so from Saturday night to Sunday morning. Yeah, he's going he's to watch them both. No, I think he's only getting one in. I think he's getting <laughs> one in, 
And I think he's also very much her text is in the back of his mind about what her thoughts were on The Godfather. That's, <laughs> he is being that's radio he is. is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. You asked the question, will I feel differently if Julio Urias pitches well this weekend against the Arizona, Arizona. backs? Yep. Will I feel differently if Walker Bueller has a Walker Bueller type game against the San mm-hmm. Diego Padres at Dodger Stadium? Uh, Tuesday of next week. That's his next scheduled start. A little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not so dogmatic in the way that I think that this needs to go. That there's nothing that can make me feel differently. I'm, you know, I, I'm willing to take in new pieces of information and reconsider what it is that I'm looking at. But I'm. What what my point is isn't. Hey, let's see what it looks like one more time. My my concern is what if it's exactly the same thing. Now what? Now, now what do they? You they do? skip their last start. Is okay. it as simple as that? They skip their okay. last well, start. Yeah, I mean, again, depending mm-hmm. on what they look, because there's a scenario Al, where, especially with Urias, where the Dodgers could still win the game against Arizona and he could pitch poorly. Mm-hmm. There, there's a scenario where the Dodgers could still win the game against San Diego and Walker Bueller could pitch poorly. Yeah, but we're looking at it. But it. we're looking at it differently. Right, for sure. Mm-hmm. And now now you've burned another trip through the rotation off. You did not rest them. They're still exactly where they were or worse. And now now how do you feel, right? You're asking me if they pitched well, how do I feel? Well, yeah, I feel a little better, but what if they don't? What if they what if they continue to struggle even if they win those games? Now you're really having some questions heading in and there's no guarantee you've caught the Giants. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I mean, it's impossible to tell at this point. But do you feel good about that just because you won the games even if they didn't pitch well? No, I, I think it's different when Scherzer, lo- Scherzer pitches poorly, gives up five runs in Colorado, and you come back and win 7-5. That's different because Scherzer has had, I want to say, nine starts with the Dodgers. In total, he's had nine starts, and he's given up five runs. He's given up five runs. He gave that up against Colorado, but I'm not. there's no concern with Scherzer. So I think you know with Julio, just use as an example for Sunday. Let's say Julio is out four innings in, and he gave up five runs. That's yeah. a problem, right? That's a, that's, that's a problem. Now you have a, a, a large enough sample size where it's been on a consistent basis. If his velocity is down, you're probably then saying, even though both you and I think Dave Roberts will, will start Julio on Sunday and he'll start Bueller on Tuesday, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that once those starts are done that it's a guarantee or lock that he's going to use them again until before the postseason. I guess if there's a silver lining to my theory is that there is another trip through the rotation after yeah, this there is. one, so you can sure. make a you can make a different uh, decision if you need to. Now, <laughs> here's what's so much fun: the, mm-hmm. the players haven't even started, and it's do you pitch this guy? Do you pitch that guy? Do you have this guy play center field? Gavin Lux played center field yesterday, which, by the way, by the way, there was a huge play in center field where he was not there. They'd moved him oh, back Mookie. to left. That's right. Mookie made it. There's you, bet me whatever you want. Gavin Lux doesn't get to that ball. And it worked no, out. Doesn't. You know, they yeah. got him out of there and credit to Dave. This is, you know, we criticize Dave when things don't work out. That was a move that he made that was a really heads-up play that worked out. But I'm just I'm thinking about all the moving parts of this and I just can't wait for the baseball playoffs to get here cuz I'm not sure there's anything that's better than those few weeks of of, of baseball playoffs. I get it, the NBA playoffs are really fun, but you kind of know who's going to win in the first round or two. You do, or at least you have some pretty heavy favorites. Football yeah. is just—it's one and done. That's just a, those baseball playoffs. The themes through it, and the the change from regular season baseball, which is kind of a yawn sometimes, 
to playoff baseball where every pitch, every decision just feels like the entire universe hangs on it. It's just there's nothing like it. So wait, are you, are you asking me to, between Major League Baseball, between NBA and between NFL, my favorite of the playoffs? Well, I'm telling you that the baseball ones are the best. Okay. <laughs> Thought you do, were you, asking do, do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that should have You should have said, you agree, right? <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. That would have been um, better. No, actually, I, I disagree. I mean, th- there's something about the one and done. There's something about, you know, your entire season is at stake, which is why we think it's the stupidest thing in baseball to have the top two teams have to, you know, be in that predicament. But in the NFL, Trav, this is it. You're playing on a Saturday. Uh, you're either playing the following week or your season is over. You have, you know, just kind of use as an example, um, we've seen teams who've come in in the wild card end up going and winning the entire thing in the NFL. Um, I think there's something about just everything is at stake in one game. Plus, it's the NFL and it's winter time and it's a Saturday and a Sunday. You have multiple games. I, I, for me personally, I think the NFL is the most exciting playoffs. It's a Saturday, a Sunday, and a Monday now. They, yeah, they did you had, see that? They threw, they threw in a Monday night football game for a wild card weekend. It was, last year it was three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now we get two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and we get the Monday night kicker in the playoffs. That's pretty awesome. Quite okay, frankly. wait. Why am I? Why am I like? No, I'll take the three and three. Why do I? <laughs> why am I kind of opposed to the Monday? So I, I don't know. I mean that that I can't imagine why. First of all. More is better when it comes to these things. And three, three, three. here's the deal. Three in a row is a lot, right? That it starts at whatever, you know, 10. You get yeah. another one at one. You yeah. get another one at five. But it's important. That, you have to prepare yourself they're, they're a couple all, days leading up to it. You have to tell no family members, everybody else, listen, I have a very important weekend coming up. I have to call in sick on a Lakers pre-half and post game <laughs> because there's three games coming up on Saturday and Sunday. There's a lot that goes into this. I, I, it's a full day, and I'm, I'm here for it if that's my only option. But if you're telling me I can have a full day on Saturday, a fuller day on Sunday – and oh Sunday night or sorry uh, Monday night, I can have one. Yeah, I- I'm here. I for don't that. like you. I don't like you messing with my meals. I like three meals a day. I want three <laughs> meals on Saturday, three meals on Sunday. I don't want to starve. I want to be partially hungry on Saturday and then still starving on Monday by the time I'm done eating. By the way, it'll give a little juice to Monday Night Football, which I yeah. think can use it. Right, it, it, mm-hmm. the Monday Night Football was the game. Right for the longest time, Monday Night Football was the game on the NFL schedule. It was usually really good matchups. It was the marquee broadcasting. It was all of the things that made it what it is. And that's Sunday night now, isn't it? Okay, well, let me ask. Between Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, which one do you most look forward to? Sunday. Because they get the best games. It, it, it has, you know, the production values on all those games are pretty good. Yeah. The broadcast teams on, on all those are great. Al Michaels, in my opinion, is on a different level, but that's, you know, whatever. That's mm-hmm. a personal taste. They get the best games, especially once you get into the second half of the season and they can start flexing things into there. Yeah. They get better games. The, the Monday Night Football schedule, it is what it is, and you may get good games, you may not. In, in the NFL Sunday Night Package, if all of a sudden you have, let's just use the example from last night, Carolina and Tech and Houston – Mm-hmm. bounce that thing and give me the Rams and the Bucks. That mm. it's just that that's why that's the best one. Okay, about between Thursday night and Monday night, which one do you look Monday. forward to most? Monday. Cuz yeah, Thursday I, here, here's the difference. Monday you're going to get marquee teams. Maybe they're not good, but you're going to get yeah. a lot of Packers, you're going to get a lot of Cowboys, you're going to get a lot of uh I think Patriots, I'm with you on this. Rams. I think I do take Monday. Yeah. On Thursday night, I'm going to see Jacksonville. 
You're going to see Indy. Gonna see Carolina. You can see the see Jets. Carolina. I'm gonna see the Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see the Tennessee Titans more than I'd probably like. That yeah, the the Monday night ones are a little bit a little bit sexier, even if the games aren't quite as good. Have I convinced you? Yeah, I'm I'm in on that, but Sunday night, that's the by far the best one. See, I'm gonna convince you that Walker Bueller shouldn't pitch until the playoffs too. I got I got today and for another half an hour, and then I've got all next week to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna start working on you. It's gonna happen. That is going to happen. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Funches, how many years? 30 years ago today. So this is 30 years as well? Wait, what was the other one? It was Nirvana. Nirvana and also Red Hot Chili Peppers. Blood, sugar, sex, magic. It brings back like a little. Uh, that's a trigger word for me now. After Flea yelled at me for my feelings on Russell. That's right, Westbrook. he did. I'm not, yeah, I'm not he ready did. For that yet. Twenty years ago uh, tomorrow, Michael Jordan came out of retirement to play the Wizards, or <laughs> play for the Wizards. You know what? We'll get to that in the dump. I think that that that's a fascinating topic. Twenty years later, to kind of look at at Michael's mm-hmm. deal with the Wizards, it, it it does feel a little different. I. I just I gave you as long as I can give you. I got I have to ask now. I was hoping you would do it on your own, but can I read one tweet first? Sure. G Fish asks, uh, Alan, when did you or when you did hashtag ask Palenka yesterday? Did anybody ask him if he prefers wavy lays or ruffles? <laughs> hashtag ask original... Lee post game. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the original ask Slees, wasn't it? I'm not sure, but did not come up yesterday, which I was a little surprised on too. And I didn't, I don't know if I, I didn't feel like it was appropriate for me to break the ice with that one because it's a, it's a, it's a heavy topic. So we'll see if we can get into that. You're gonna have to at some point if it's like a throwaway game where the Lakers win by 30 points or something okay. like that, you're gonna have to slide in one of those into a Laker post game question because I they might catch somebody off guard. You could do, you could bring your brand of Ask Slee to the road. I think we should do it. Yeah, probably. Um, Probably not going to ask that, but I'll, I'll give it some thought. I'll definitely give it some thought. Like, we have 140 to games to go through this year. I'm not asking you to do it after they lose by one point and somebody gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying a 30-point win against the Sacramento Kings on a Tuesday in the middle of January. You, come on. Take a swing. Put it out there. Just see, see what happens. Everybody will be in a good mood. I'll tweet him. I'll tweet him. I'll definitely tweet him. Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You've had your chance. You've had two and a half hours to do your ridiculous college football hype that you do every Friday, and you haven't gotten into it completely yet. Forgot. Com- teams completely forgot. Completely forgot. This weekend, L.A., 
Are you ready for some <laughs> you amazing college face. football? USC versus Oregon State tomorrow night at the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think of what else here. U- UCLA at Stanford at 3 p.m. Uh-huh. Um, UCLA is still ranked, by the way. They are number 24. Oh. Okay. So don't forget so. that. Uh, yeah, not don't much. Win. Not Here. not much. Um, not much uh, steam this weekend in uh, L.A. Last week, the last two weeks, it was as big as it gets. Uh, this weekend, <laughs> it's a little quieter. I, you know, honestly, I think the SC yeah. thing is a little bit interesting. I look, UCLA is going to win. This is what they do. They'll win. Wait, will they win? Yeah. Will they win at Stanford? Yeah. yeah. Kansas State won at Stanford. Okay. Stanford. <laughs> Handled I, I, USC. Yeah, that's a USC problem. Not on the a, road. Not a Stanford is good problem. That's a USC had all sorts of problems. Okay, Stanford, let's say let's let's say Stanford handles USC tomorrow. UCLA. Um, I'm sorry, UCLA tomorrow. Let's say they win by 10 points, yeah. 14 points. Uh-huh. Does the USC loss to Stanford not look as bad? No. Yeah, I don't no, think they, so. They, I don't think there's anything. Could happen. There, there's there's no unringing that thing. That that mm-hmm. that's over. And and Clay Helton is down the road. What is interesting mm-hmm. is Jackson Dart, who looked great last week against Washington State in relief of Keaton Slovis. He has an knee injury. Torn meniscus. He's fixed. Torn yeah. meniscus. He's probably done for the rest of the season, which means Keaton Slovis is up and ready to go. Two, there are two. You know, we talk about you know if this happens, how do you feel? If that happens, how do you yep, feel? Yep. There's a little bit of that here for SC too, right? And, and that. If Keaton Slovis comes back and looks mm-hmm. really good again, and they take care, Oregon State's not very good, but if they, if they, you know, they take care of their business the way that you would expect them to, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, uh, Williams is a far more intriguing candidate. Or at sure, least Dante takes Williams, step down the you, you road. start saying, man, wait, wait a second here. So we couldn't, we could have no success uh, under Clay Helton. Now all of a sudden, I could use two different quarterbacks. Both of them can have success in. You know, consecutive weekends. I, I think there's something to that. I think there's a huge something to that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is also true. Let's say Slovis comes back and just meh, right? And Jackson Dart was tearing it up. It was fantastic. It makes you think, okay, wait, are we actually competing in practice? And I know that he's hurt and he's unavailable. That's not yeah. the point. My yeah. point is you had a chance to look at these two guys in practice all off season, all getting ready to go into the season. And you picked the wrong guy again, much like you did with Sam Darnold back in the day with Max Brown as your quarterback. And everybody knew that this guy was better than than, than uh, Brown, only it was his turn or he was the next guy in line. Like, let's turn this stuff over. Let's find the best players. Let's make sure that the best guys are in the most important positions and roll it. Feelings be damned. You know, one of the things I like most um, in this very short time that we have had Dante Williams as the coach of USC. Trav, he said this right out the gate, you know, about, hey, is there a quarterback controversy? Obviously, this is before the injury, before mm-hmm. um, uh, Jackson Dart uh, suffered that torn meniscus, which, by the way, he's supposed to miss an extended period of time. We don't know how much time that is. Remember he said, hey, I'm, I'm, you got to go out there and compete. Like, there's no – I'm not handing anybody – you don't just walk in and say, well, I'm supposed to have that job because I was next in line. Are you better than the person in front of you? Um, that's one of the things I, I think you and I pointed out right out the gate with Dante Williams, and we'll kind of see how this weekend goes. But it's interesting you play, played out both of those scenarios because I think if you stay in football and then you look at the Rams we got coming up this weekend against Tampa, there are certain kind of similar scenarios where if the Rams come out and they beat – I think I mentioned this earlier. This is a stat I want to throw out there. Tampa Bay has not lost a game. It's been – I think it was since week 12 of last year. Right, okay. week twelve of last season was the last time they lost. They started seven and five, won eight games in a row on their way to a Super Bowl. They started this year two and zero. Oh. 
if the Rams handle Tampa, they win 31-21. to mm-hmm. You probably look at the Rams a little differently. Now, I, I think it's a more important W for the Rams than it is for Tampa just because Tampa's coming off of, uh, of a uh, Super Bowl and kind of been there, done that. This is a key one for the Rams, but it's also how you win that I think is going to be uh, I, important as well. I, I agree with half that, Al. I think it's more important for the Rams than it is for Tampa. I agree with that part. But if you win by a point or you win by 14 points, I think it's a great win for the Rams. Just a great win. I, I really do. For all the reasons that you said, this is a team that hasn't lost a game in a really long time. Yeah, They're the defending yeah. Super Bowl champions. They've got the greatest quarterback of all time. This is a team that's looked as good as anybody else in the NFC through the first couple of weeks of the season. Tom Brady's got nine touchdown passes through two weeks. Okay, that, that's that's extraordinary. Nine touchdowns in two games, he's been great. Rob Gronkowski has rejuvenated. He's been getting in the end zone all over the place. If you beat them whether it's by a last-second 50-yard field goal or whether you win by a couple of touchdowns, that's a huge win. And I really do believe that it puts the Rams in a position as the team to beat in the NFC. It, it changed. It's fluid. It's not set in stone. But after three weeks with that win, absolutely. What if they lose 31-21? Then it's Tampa. But right? it, because it, I, it's, I really it's do not think just... these are the two best teams in the conference. When, when we say it's Tampa, I think this will – this is part of the – why I haven't got too excited about the Rams yet. You're waiting for let, – let's get some let's get some good matchups in there, right? And the next three weeks, I think, can tell a much better story about the Rams. This weekend, you got Tampa. The following weekend, you got Arizona, who's 2-0 and to start the season off as well. And then you're at Seattle. You get a couple divisional opponents. So this, uh, this should tell us a little bit more about the squad. Did, games though it's almost you could almost make an argument that any of those three would Mm -hmm. be the worst loss of the bunch right you can make the argument that the Arizona loss would be the worst loss of the bunch because Arizona's probably the weakest team in your own division Mm -hmm. you can make an argument that the Seattle game is the worst because you're on a short week and all of these things and then of course Tampa's the defending champ there's just the Rams need to win these games if they get through these next three and they win two you're feeling pretty good about it otherwise I think your argument holds a little bit more steam but I'm telling you, Tampa and Tom Brady, you beat the, if you beat them decisively like you're saying, uh, you're going to have to peel me off the season. I won't even mention the other guy's quarterback. I won't even do that. I'll, I, I will just be all on Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald and everybody else. The Dump is coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. There's a lot going on this weekend, Al. Weddings, football games, baseball games, the Ryder Cup. Pick your favorite thing of the weekend. Um, I'm going to go wedding, which is a little surprising here. But uh, <laughs> just kind of feel like it's actually going to be a good wedding. It's a close cousin, a lot of family there. Um, <laughs> it, it should be fun. It should be fun. So let, let me throw this question to you before we get into some of these dump topics. Um, okay. So are, are you are you mixing liquors? What what are you doing? What's your, do you have a game plan coming in, or you just kind of go with the flow? Whatever happens, happens. No, nah, you know, I have probably some wine. That, that, that's going to be the direction that it goes. It's it's easy to get. You don't have to get super specific at a wedding mm-hmm. like this. Just a few glasses of wine. Kind of get the dancing moves lubricated up and ready sure, to go. And sure. Then it'll be perfect. I, and no, no better move than you getting a, a little bit of liquor and then just heading out on the dance floor, not caring at all. I, I like that. That, I, that I respect a ton. It's, it's one of my go-to moves. Let's do mm-hmm. the dump. All right, 20 years ago tomorrow. So tomorrow will be the 20th anniversary of Michael Jordan coming out of retirement for the second time. This time, instead of going to the Bulls, he goes to the Washington Wizards. And I got to say, with 20 years of time between when it happened and now, it feels a lot different to me, Al. What what did it feel like back then? 
it felt like, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you doing this? You're Michael Jordan. You won six titles in Chicago, and you walked out of there with your head held really high, with the greatest player of all time. And said, there's, there's nothing left to prove. That's what it felt like at the time. But with time, you look back, he was pretty good there. And he didn't embarrass himself. He, he wanted to play some more basketball. He was still playing at a really high level. Why the hell not? You know, actually, back in the back at that time, I was okay with it. I remember he came back, and there was a game. I want to say maybe they played Atlanta, right? And there were plenty of times Chicago would face Atlanta. And Atlanta, if you see him today, um, Lakers travel to Atlanta. They are basketball fans, and no they question. they they love watching. Back in the days, they used to love watching Kobe. They used to love watch, they watch love watching LeBron. Obviously, Jordan. Back in the days. I was okay with it back then, and even today, it's like you only get to see these greats for so long. It didn't tarnish my image. You know, if I, if Evander Holyfield wants to start fighting again and he's having – that's a problem to me. It's like I don't want to see somebody in the close in their mid-50s, but he wasn't that far removed from the game where I still felt like, hey, this guy can put up 20 against any team. You know, I've done a 180 on this topic, generally speaking. Jordan happens to fall into it, but I, I think it's true – do you think of Emmett Smith playing with the Cardinals? Do Do you think of Patrick Ewing playing with the Seattle SuperSonics or no, the Orlando Magic? You don't. You don't. Hakeem in in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like, oh yeah, that actually did happen, didn't mm-hmm. it? You forget. You, but you, it doesn't you, like tarnish anything. It doesn't. It mm-hmm. doesn't. It, in the moment, it feels really bad. It feels like what in the world is Olajuwon doing wearing that goofy Raptors uniform? That looks terrible. Why are you there? Hey, come on, man. You're the dream. You're in Houston. This is your. This is your thing. And then after it over, you, you forget it instantly. It, there, there, there really isn't any sort of tarnishing when Clayton. I'm trying to think of it. Clayton Kershaw is one of the greatest Dodgers of all time. Yep, yep. one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Mm-hmm. If Clayton Kershaw wanted to go pitch a couple of crummy seasons on a crummy Texas in Rangers Texas, team, yeah, right. Yeah, who cares? Right. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather him stay here. I'd rather him finish his career with the Dodgers and be like a Koufax or a Drysdale or one of those guys. But if, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. I agree. Right. I don't think it will tarnish it. That can't be three years ago. Kawhi did that laugh at the uh, Toronto Raptors press conference. That what do you want to know? That was three years ago. Where, where's the time going? That that was. But I think when I think of Kawhi, that might be at the top of the list. Okay, but this is That's the best thing about that laugh that people don't talk enough about. It wasn't that Kawhi. Somebody made Kawhi laugh. Kawhi made himself laugh. Like. Kawhi threw the joke out there and then kind of saw some of the reaction from others and started believing that maybe that joke was better than I thought, and he kind of got himself in his own awkward laugh. It was all created by Kawhi. That's pretty damn impressive. I guess. You crack the joke and you do the awkward joke and you're uncomfortable at your own joke? But it wasn't a joke. He just said, what do you want to know? What do you want me to say? And then he just started laughing. It was very odd. Which he I has guess a, fits with Kawhi's deal. He has a Netflix special coming out, um, a comedy tour he's doing, an hour and a half. <laughs> hour and a half of Kawhi. Uh, look, it's an hour and a half of him doing that. I'm here for it. The house in Rhode Island that was okay. used as the setting of The Conjuring is on the market for $1.2 million. So you can buy a Rhode Island home for about a million and a quarter, Al, but it may be haunted, at least according to the movie. Are you buying a haunted house? Um, I'm not buying a haunted house, but I, I'm going to give you a good example. You ever you ever heard of Jerome in Arizona? No. A city called Jerome. Okay. 
maybe this was last year. I was in Sedona, and then somebody had told us when we were in Sedona, hey, you should go out to Jerome. It's a really cool city. And, oh, by the way, it's really known for being haunted. And there's the one city? specific, yeah, like kind of the vibe. They, they have all leaned into it. So it's like okay. this is um, part of the whole theme, you could say, of the city. So decided to go, and there's a hotel there, one specific hotel. And I forget which hotel it is. There, there are NBA players that wouldn't stay in a hotel at Oklahoma City, right? The Oklahoma City Thunder. I remember there's Lou a hotel Williams. in Milwaukee that baseball teams stay in that they insist is haunted. Okay, so I'm not going to go out and buy a home that's haunted, but I'm down to stay one night in a hotel <laughs> that's haunted. I'm okay for that. Like I'm down for that. I think it's kind of exciting. I think it's fun. I, I will, you know, one of the things, and this is just kind of the mental game of it. Um, I don't know what I, maybe I went to go grab a cup of coffee and my girlfriend's sitting in the car. And when I came back, she's like, Hey, I heard like a ticking, like someone was tapping on the window. Like, no, you didn't. You just believe you did because we're all here. That's the thing. Like, are we talking like something thumped in the middle of the night? And what was that? Well, that's somebody playing it up, and they hit your wall. They walk down. And, or are we talking like blood running down the inside of the walls in the middle of the night? That's a little different. <laughs> like, I, I need to know which degree of extreme. houses we're talking. Well, that's, I mean, I haven't seen The Conjuring, but I'm assuming that's one of the one of the things. I, I'm not, I don't know. There, there seems to be some explanations to these things. But are you're, you you're buying the, this? You're the, perfect, you're the perfect person to go to one of these yeah. because I do feel like you'll get in your own head because of how much you think it's not there. I, I think it kind of plays into it a little bit. Yeah, but there's a dead body right there. Fake. <laughs> I staged. I'm not there's, buying it. There's no. 40 <laughs> cops outside. What do you mean it's fake? Yeah, exactly. All right. They're all in so, on it. So yesterday, Lamar Jackson missed practice because of his sore hip, but now they're saying he missed practice because he had a stomach bug, not the yep. fact that he did a forward flip into the end zone mm-hmm. and landed on his hip, despite that they said that's exactly what it was the yeah. day before. Sore hip or bad food? Stomachache. Okay. Just uh, straight out stomachache. No, I, I think this is literally one of those. We've seen this happen in sports. I, I forget the name. Who's a – why am I forgetting the name? Who's the quarterback that ran directly into the wall? Remember, Gus Farratt. Gus Farratt, okay? Yeah. Didn't Bellinger yesterday or last year during a celebration hurt his shoulder? Hit his shoulder, yeah. Okay. With a high this, five. This happens. Sure this it is unique. This is unique because this was Lamar Jackson diving into the end zone, doing a flip and getting. Look, if they're going to report one thing that he got injured and the next day they're going to say it was a stomach bug, come on. Yeah, well, he not he, it's one. Cody Bellinger got hurt with a high five after hitting a, a really important home run, right? Yep. I, I, that's one thing. This was you're styling a touchdown that did not need to be styled. You flip and you land and you hurt yourself potentially, and it looks really stupid, and you need to walk it back a couple of days later and say, oh, no, 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 that thing that everybody saw that clearly kind of put a shock through my body mm-hmm. and the thing that we said it was yesterday, oh, it's not that. I had a bad uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'll be fine in a day. That's just uh, not how it's going to be. How do people find the pod, Slee? ESPN app or on iTunes. Search all three hours. All you guys search is Travis and Slee. You'll find the th- uh, full three hours of the show. There you go. A full weekend. We're going to be back on Monday. Maybe the Dodgers are in first place. Maybe they've decided to go in a different direction. The Rams are 3-0, and or are they looking up at the Bucks? We've got a weekend of college football to get into. It's going to be a very good Monday. We will see you then. Mason in Ireland is next. 8, 9.55 on Monday. Don't be late.